So um, let's see what we can do over here. I think there's really two 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 parts to this the thought. Um says, Page number one. So Moshe Beno was talking to Klai Yisrael and telling Klai Yisrael that you should have be mechazik. Um, two two languages of strengthening yourself. Al tirub al tartumim Do not be fearful and do not be feel broken in front of them. Kesheim lekecho who are lechimoch. Chesperach who is traveling is going with you. Lo yapecho v'lo yazveka. He will not be merapa you and he will not leave you. Not abandon you. So. So Oizah, we know what this word Oizah means. Is you know, abandon you. What is this, the question? Is what is it, this phrase Lo Yarpecho? What does Lo Yarpecho mean? So Rashi says Lo Yarpecho. Lo Yitzel Lecha Rifyon Liars Nesavimenu. He will not allow any weakening. Lashon of Rifyon, Lashon of weakening of the hold. He's grasping you tightly. That you should end up being nezav. So Rashi puts it like as one thought. He will not be merapa. He will not let go of the hold, and therefore you'll feel nezav. You'll feel abandoned. Okay, let's take a look at the supporter for a second, just to get a perspective a little bit. It's in the bottom of the page. He will hold on to your hands as you go out to war. So he's understanding. Do not feel uh, fearful or tatum mehem. It's referring to, the, like the Pesukim said earlier, that you're going to Laris Yisrael. You're going. Coach Baruch is going to wipe out these nations. You will take. You will conquer the land. Don't worry. There's going to be the war, and there's going to be the aftermath of the war. People who want to take revenge. People, the, the people which the other nations around are going to want to reprise and reprisal for what you've done, that won't happen. So there's two steps in the process. Lo Yarpecho is the time of the war. And Lo Yarzeko, the version will not then abandon you afterwards. So he sees it as two things. Rashi actually sees it as one, really it's one point. But the question I want to try and work on tonight is what is this Rifyun thing? As I said, the version is being, won't, be, won't let go. Right? What does that mean? So, if we go back to a different Rashi, which the Torah has a very similar language earlier in the, in the border, uh, just look at the look at the pasuk again, up on top. So, the pasukim are talking about that the Christ is going to do various, and okay, then. Um, you will call out the Kodesh Baruch from your Averis, you will recognize the Goldus, etc. When the situation is, is you'll be afflicted and everything will occur to you, which as we, all these things we've said, all the terrible things, punishments will, will, will occur. And you'll do tshuva. So don't worry. He won't be murdered and he won't destroy you. He won't forget the breeze. So here Rashi has a little bit more of a, language, of a longer explanation of what this means. He will not let go of holding on to you with his hands. 
He will not cause it to happen. He will not allow you to have a weakening. He will not, at his ends, he will not separate from you. The version says I, that we, we, the, in, in the marshal over there between the. So, when uh, the, um is looking for the Dori, which is the. And they see him, I will take hold of him, and I will not weaken my grasp. It doesn't say Shalonark at Erpenu, it says Arpenu. Um, it's it, the language is not that it's not it's not um, it's uh, causative as opposed to the, uh, the language which with the person is talking about them, him himself. leave her alone. Taylor, if you let, let her go, many he's dropping many. Let go. So the language of Rifian is language of of causing to to loosen the grasp. Even those first words of Rashi just still has to be understood. Right, so we're going to talk about that. Okay, okay so the is, is, is saying that he at his end is not going to let go. Right? So you should know wherever you are, you're in the worst situation, whatever it is. The Rosh says, I'm holding on. Um, whether it's visible or not is a different, uh, different, different question. I once heard from Tamil uh, Chacham uh, in Monsi. It was this pace of time, so the learning, you know, we talking about Shira Shirim. So the the Postic says a language of that that Rosham is is Mashkiach Menachalonos Mitzitz Menacharakin. He's Mashkiach, which he he Rosham of Hashkocha. He he oversees from the win, window. And he peeks through the cracks. He says, so what does that mean? So he gave the following uh, analogy. He says, okay, let's say you have a child in the house, and, you know, father sends the child out to the front yard to play. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the front yard is a fairly safe place, but once in a while you need to check on the kids. So once in a while, the, you know, the, the father will go to the window to look out and check out the, the child. Now the child's outside all by himself. And he says, oh, yeah, I'm all by myself. He looks up the window and he sees his father standing there. He feels much more confidence because his father's mashkiach menachalonus. Now let's say the child's done something wrong. The father sends the child outside for punishment. Now he still loves his child. And he's still watching over his child. But he doesn't want the child to know that he's staring at the child. <laughs> so he closes the shades. Right? But then he peeks through the cracks to make sure <laughs> that the child's okay. So he's made seats menacharakim. Now the level of of care and concern and vision is the same. But it's not visible to the child. That's the difference between the, 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 the situation where, where when, the, when we're, 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 in a, in a, we're deserving, we can see the hashkocha. And when we've done something improper, it's still there, it's totally protecting us, versus I'm not letting go. But you're not necessarily going to see it. That's that's the language of that's the hastora the hastor astir that that says in the sixth parsha. Versus says, I'm not saying I'm not going to, I'm going to hide my my face from you. It's not that my face isn't looking at you, but I'm not, you're not going to see it. It's not going to be obvious to you. So that's how he suggests the shot. So Rashi, Rashi, the Rashi is over here. Wherever you're going to be, you should know. The Russian says I'm holding on. Now, whether you see it or not is a different question. That's the first point over here. But what is this holding on? I want to talk about this holding on thing. So Revolva has a beautiful, two, two beautiful, beautiful pieces about this. 
Interestingly enough, the first one is he says in his he's on Hanukkah. So I do know that it's in Kippur and, and so it's on Hanukkah. I'm not learning this piece of Hanukkah just because like I forgot which anthem it is. But um, so he starts with really off, you know, and it's on the right and right field, and then he goes to, comes back to over here. I'm gonna call it left field. It's right right field. Okay. So just uh, very quickly, the background of the point he's saying is that he quotes in this piece about Hanukkah, he quotes that the Bach quotes from the Merami Rutenberg. Merami Rutenberg was one of the major Risharnam. He was the Rebbe of the Rosh and the Mordechai. So our, what, two of our many, many basic pillars of, of Ashkenazi halacha is, are based on the Merami Rutenberg. He's one of the Balaitoses. He says that Hanukkah came about because Kaisel was Nisrashal Avoida. They, they weakened their focus on that Avoida. And the Mishnah says, okay, fine, so we'll take it away. When Kaisel reached the point where they're willing to be Mosher Nefesh, literally sacrificed their lives to be able to get the Avoida back, they got the Avoida back. See, he talks about this concept of, of a serious Nefesh. So he points out serious Nefesh does not necessarily mean literally sacrificing your life. There are levels of serious Nefesh for a Mitzvah which have nothing to do with sacrificing your life. Then he says that, he points out, you know, we, we talk about the Nase of Hanukkah, we have to understand what was so unique about the Nase of Hanukkah, because I'll say there are certain Nisim which took place in the, in the, in the, in the, in the base of Mikdash constantly, like, you know, which were quite, quite extraordinary. Right? So what, was, what, what is this Nase point that we're focusing on so much? See, so his point is, is that Messiris Nefresh brings, brings to Nisim. It wasn't in the second base of Mikdash. There were, there was, there, was still the, there were still certain things. Okay. So the, the, this point we're trying to say is that Mesir Snefish brings to Nes. So he brings a Gemara and then he explains what the logic behind it is. Okay. Why do early, early generations merit having miracles and we don't merit that? Is because they learn more. It's not true. And as a matter of fact, in the times of the earlier generation, they they learned less. The situation was such, um, obviously, they would, have, would learn more if they could have, but they were, weren't able to. In the time of Rabbi Yehuda, which, is, which was two generations before Bai and Rava, they were only able to learn the Seder and Azikah. They weren't able to learn all of the Shisha Sidra Mishnah in depth. And we're able to learn all six storm. We get to the sugi over there in Uxin about Uxin is about um, the, the the fruits itself are except tuma. What about the the leaves which protect the fruits? What about the branches which are attached to the fruits? If they if they have a function for the, to help the fruit to protect it right now after it's off the, off of the tree, do, do they can they bring in tuma? Can they affect tuma either going in or going out as well? What about if you then um, you cook it and it weakens it? So what's Allah? So he said, you know, I'm, you know, it's confusing to me. This is like Robin Shmuel talk. I don't know what I don't know what I'm talking about. We give thirteen shurim on this topic. We we're we're, we're quite knowledgeable. <laughs> So we learn more than them. But Ilo Rav Yehuda, Kiyavishol of Chad Masani, Osimitra, when they would decree a full tightness because of lack of rain. So it would be like Yom Kippur and like Tisha B'Av, you have to take off your shoes. So they decree the tightness. 
till the morning would come, he'd take off one shoe and start, pour, start pouring. Because, like, he didn't take off both shoes yet, you know. And Manan, Komatsarinan, Nafshin, Umatsavakinan, Ulas the Mashkachbon. We fast, we scream out, the Russian doesn't listen, doesn't respond to us, like, you know. So, why? This is what Rapapa asked about. Omale, Kamoi, Havi Komatsin, Avshai, Akadushas Hashem. They would be mercy nefesh, and we're not being mercy nefesh for kiddush Hashem. And he gives an example. So the he saw this non-Jewish woman, which he thought was Jewish, mistakenly, was wearing this item of clothing, which he felt was improper for a Jewish woman to wear. So come, Karamina, he went and ripped it off of her. It turned out she wasn't Jewish. <laughs> she was a Roman matron. And, he, and she charged him, the worst is he charged him 400 zoos for the cost of this item. Now, just to get a perspective, 200 zoos was uh, one individual would live on for a year. It, it, one individual would live on for food, clothing, and shelter for a year. That's a katu uh, of a woman. Right. So this is 400 zoos that he had to pay for this action. She says he was willing to... now. Explain but rather, Messias Nefesh, every mitzvah there is the point of being Messias, your Nefesh. There are different levels. How much you have to be Messias, your Nefesh. There's a mitzvah to make sure people act, act properly, other people. That's the mitzvah of He wasn't endangering his life over there, but he was willing to go beyond his comfort level. To do the mitzvah, even it was, it was uncomfortable, even it was seemingly improper, it was uh, was going to be challenging financially, whatever it is. He didn't make any cheshbonos, and he went and was moisir nefesh. So that's called mesiris nefesh. Now, so what is what defines as mesiris nefesh? Why? When does it translate from being transfer from being? I'm doing a mitzvah. So I'm doing it with mesiris nefesh. What's? How do you define that? Yeah, so just just like this clarity. <laughs> the case of a deer is just a little bit the, the cars before the horse. Because he didn't know that he was going to cost him that. Well, the, 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 we would assume that even if it was a Jewish woman, it wasn't going to be an easy fix. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Right. He went out, out of his comfort zone. He went, went and grabbed his, you know, like you know, the newspaper. Rabbi attacks woman. You know, like you know, it wasn't the greatest publicity thing, right? You know, right? You know, um, ultra orthodox rabbi. Uh, right. You can see. You, you can see. Uh, right. It's to go and do a Hashem as, as much as you have the ability to do, all of you, using all of your power, all of your talents, all of your abilities, etc. To, to turn on all of the fires. In other words, to get using everything you have, all of your intelligence, all of your thought process, all of your daring, all of whatever it takes to do to make that mitzvah happen. And this, Rukum says, is the secret which, what, what generates a nace. He pushes himself to the fullest abilities of his natural abilities. 
The version is okay, you went as far as it's possible to go in this world, I'll pick up and continue in the next beyond. If you go as far as there is to go, I'll go to the next stage. His approach that Rosham uses that he goes above and beyond the parameters of, of what's natural. But it's a nat- it's a, there's a natural process. When you get to the end of where Teva should take you, the verse says, I'll take right. over and continue. And that's what generates things. So that's what, so we've defined Mr. Nefesh, and we've defined, defined how that generates things. I want to point out, um, I once heard from the Rashiva, Rashiva said over, it wasn't him from himself, and I can't remember who it was from. It was a famous chazal that, you know, Rashiva had a way of doing this. Like, you know, he would take a, take a chazal, like everybody would learn this way, he would learn it the other way. You know, it was like really fun. Uh, I'll give you one example, which is not the, what I'm going to tell you right now. Like, the famous Gamora the more says about that there was a, uh, Story with it with a Tana that he had a Talmud that he learned this Talmud four hundred times, and one time the Talmud was, you know, the Rebbe had to go somewhere. And the Talmud was was distracted <coughs> after four hundred times teaching it to him, so the Talmud didn't know it. So Rebbe, with his patience, did it four hundred more times. The more it says because of that he was zeicha to live a tremendously long life, and he was zeicha to bring brach of his generation, etc. So normally you understand the story. Who was this in? Right. This is the Nebuchadnezzar Talmud. It was, had difficulty understanding, learning. And this great rabbi was learning with this, this, this very weak Talmud, etc. So here we are. We had an event in Cleveland for, the, for an, a fundraiser for Patach. Patach is for special needs children who have these type of issues. Right? And Rabbi Freed, who was the head of the, 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 who was at one time been the head of Patach, was, was going to be the, 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 the speaker. But Rashiva's there. Rashiva speaks first. He quotes this Gemara, which I'm afraid of planning to talk about. Right? <laughs> he, was, and he, says, he says, do you think we're talking about the Godel is learning with a, with a weak Talmud? We're talking about a Talmud who's one of the greatest Talmudim that there was. And of course, we learned the former times, each time he took him deeper and deeper and deeper into the depths of the, the, the plumbing, the depths of Torah. And he almost like flips this Gemara all the way around, you know, right? And, you know, poor Efrida sitting like, like because this is the Gemara Drush he's going to say, based on this Gemara, about the weak Talmud, you know, like, you know, like, so, okay, so, there's a, so similar, there's a, Chazal, Chazal say, the Russian says, if you, t- if you make, Wait, so what was that, what is that, and, 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 so I'm not getting involved, oh, no. <laughs> okay. good, we'll hack you afterwards, right, so, so, Chazal say, that if, you, if you open for me an opening the size of, of a Chudosh the, the size of an eye of a needle, you make that opening for me, means you do have that level of tshuva, that level of connecting back to Hashem. I'll make you an opening so large that, that wagons could go in and out through that, etc. <coughs> so you make, like, you make this little, little opening. Rashiva says, name, it's a bit the zay. It means like this. It says, you work with all of your kishkas and all of your abilities in the, in the nth degree. And you realize, even after all of that, what you accomplished, just a little opening, but when you put all of your effort in, then Russia says, okay, that'll give you this. Like, mom was like, the opposite, everybody learns. Like, just a little bit, that's it. There's a name, you have to do everything you can, all the way, all the way. And then you realize, that's what I accomplished, garnished. But I said, that'll, that'll help you. Just mom the same word over here. Like, you know, you got to go all the way to the nth degree, and then the Russia says, fine, you got the nth, I'll go take you to, 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 the, to the level beyond that. Okay.
Now, because again, this is the, the topic over here is Chanukah. So this is the the yomtiv where Kliyso was mechazed themselves. They had fallen, they had fallen off, and they pulled themselves together and went back to it. So the, the power of the yomtiv is to be mechazed. Okay, so what is this word chizuk? Mao Chizuk. So there's that's our, this week's parsha. Chizuk Vimsu is this week's parsha. Chizuk. Mashvin Omer the door and Nicholas the Beretz Yisrael. I'm I'm not going in, but you're going in. You're going to be having these wars in front of you. Chizuk Vimsu Al Tiru Val Tartu Mibneim Kishem Lekecha Hu Lechimach Lo Yarpach Avlo Yazuk. And now you know why we're looking at this piece because this is parsha Vayelach, right? Zak Rashi Lo Yarpach Ali Tilo Hariflim Liyos Nesamimim. The Rashi Sermon Welcome Zeh Mashir Mukam Archa. The Rashi did not. Ex- Elaborate over here, but elaborate somewhere else. Mashvin opened the Nibir Shabiyos Yisoba Gols. We cast Mashem Mashem Lekechem Mitzasa. Shem Rachol Avav Chol Chol Nefshecha. Ke Kerachol Mashem Lekechol Yarpachol Leashchisecha. Come as a Rashi. Lo Yarpachol Milahachsi B'Chol Biyadov. He's not going to weaken to hold on to you. Lo Shalom Yarpachol Lo Shalom Yafel Lo Yizn Charifel Lo Yafel Shaschem Yetzle. Okay. So what does it mean? Harei Zel Matzoba Amiti Shalga Prat Raklal Biyisra. He's holding us. He's not letting go. You can pull your hand out of his hand. You see a child walking and the mother's holding the child's hands. The kid pulls his hand away and starts running away. Right? I, I, you know, don't, don't hold on to me. I'm going to do it myself. Right? We can pull away. We can pull away. Hold on tight. So it's interesting, the word chazok has two translations. It means strong. means to take hold of something. So that, there's actually a mechog We talk about kesses gimoshonim. The more Rabbi talks about if you're in the field for three years, that gives you a chazok on the field. What does the word mean? Is it a language of strength? Or is it a language of taking, taking, taking hold of it? So the Rashi says it's a language of strength. And the Prima Godim, in, in a letter, Prima Godim was, was a Malam, but he taught children. So he has a few, some other Malam, they asked him like, how to translate certain things. He has a letter where he where talked about translations. He says the word Chazaka, she translated taking hold, to take hold of. So this word Chizka is a very important word. Because if, if, if the language over here is the Russian, I'm holding your hand, so then the, uh, that obviously the other half means hold, hold on to his hand. Hold on. It's almost like a no-brainer, right? Do not be fearful. What do you be scared of? If a person's walking with total clarity that Kosh Baruch is with him, there's nothing to be scared of. It's more, it's more in... In the beginning of the the, the sugya of our council, the more says that that 
think it was Rabbi Yehuda was walking with the with the Talmud, and the Talmud got scared about something, and he said, "Pachadu Matzion Chaytim." The people who have who are afraid are chayt means they're chayte. Because like, why would you be why would you be afraid? So he brought up a different post that says he's supposed to have fear. He said that's talking about you're, you should be you should be afraid to lose your lose your divrei Torah. But fear in life? What's the, what's the fear in life? You're walking with the kodesh borah. How does that check fear in life? I mean, you you have these gedarla which like you had like you know they had total calm in the most cra- the craziest situations. And she would always say over the story. Uh, you know, um, to tell you two stories, to tell you, you know, there's a match with the Beers of Yitzchuk, the Baba Chereba, the, the one before Renach Mendel. Right? So, uh, one time he, was, he stayed in Russia under the communists till, until 1932. And they, were, they, they, they weren't very happy with him because he was busy, you know, running clandestine terror learning, etc. So, one time they brought him in. And they wanted to tell the names of the people he's, you know, are working with him, and he refused. So the inter- interrogator pulled out a gun, stuck it to his head. So he said, "This little toy has a way of making people talk." This interrogator says to, to the rebbe. The rebbe says to him, he "says That little toy has a way for people making people do what they to talk for people who have one one world and many gods." People who have two worlds and one God, it doesn't doesn't scare them. So, so I'll go to the other world. Like, well, I'm not scared. Like, what's what's worse you can do to me? You know, you have no control over me. That's one story. The story she gifted used to say over was. Well, gift didn't say that story. No, that's a famous the uh, yeah, story. But yeah. she was sitting over the, the tells a rov, tells her was killed by the Nazis in Marshmon, Chavtamus. And there was people who survived. Most of these people were killed out. The people who survived, one of them said over the story that, that, that the Nazi took the rope first. And he took a hammer and he was, cra- he was, he was banging on the, on the rope's skull to, to break his skull and kill him that way. That's how he was going to kill him. And as he's doing it, he says to him, Who is thine God, Herabiner? Where is your God? Herabiner, very nice, you know. Herabiner, you know. And, then, and, the, and, the, and the Rav's response was, it tells the Rav's response was, he says, "Snish ploys mine God. This is the dein God. It's not only my God; it's also your God. And there'll come a time the whole world will know." That was the last thing that he said. He was gonna, like that's at that moment have that you know he wasn't scared. Like, I'll tell you one other story, which is a, it's a, you know on that 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 ability to have that clarity. Rebson Gifter's mother. So, um, so that was that was the Talzerov was the Ramitza Bloch. So he had a brother of Zalman. Rebson Gifter is Rebson Zalman's daughter. So Zalman's. So the men were killed in Chavtamas. Zalman was killed in Chavtamas. The women were killed in Zion Elul. The women were killed in Zion Elul. You know, a month and a half later. And. The Rebbe was the Rebbe's already gotten out. The Rebbe's and Gifter she already gotten out, but the, her sister, Pesach Stein's Rebbe's had not gotten out. She was there. She wasn't killed. She was sent by the Nazis. She ended up in the concentration camps. So they took the the women and the children, the the, 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 the children, to be killed. And they asked the Rebbe's, and she has a last request. She says she requested her children should be killed first. 
So the Nazi said, "Great." You know, he enjoys, you know, shooting children in, the, in front of the front of the, the, the mother. So he killed the children, and they had a big. There was a big mass grave, and the, the bodies held to the mass grave. And he shot her. And as she went in, she grabbed the dirt and pulled the dirt on herself and on her children, and she buried her children. That presence of mind. At that moment, to think. If, if, if I'm killed first, who will bury my children? But if I'm buried, killed last, so I can pull some dirt and bury it in the Yisrael and my children. So there is, what are you scared of? There's a very other one from Velt. You know, there's nothing to be scared of. So if you're scared, that means in some way you've broken that connection. You've let go of the hand. So Moshe says, I'll tell you, I'll tell Okay. You have to connect through your avoid as much as you can. Don't worry. You just keep doing the right thing. The Bershom will take care of the rest. You just keep doing the right thing. That's how we understand the Pesach over here of Lagar Okay, now. What's the significance of switching from the Washan Riyavim to the Washan Yachid? I'm sorry? What's the significance of changing from... Uh, um, it, it, it's, it's an interesting question. The, the guy McLeod says, that in general, when the Torah uses the Lushan Yachid, it's talking to Klai Yisrael as a nation. So, when it's, the, when it's, it's saying, it uses the Lushan Ravim, it's talking to each, each individual member in Klai Yisrael. So the lechara, the language of the pasuk, means chizkov imsu. Each in the each member of Klal as an individually has to be mechazik and be ma'amitz himself. Each person should not be afraid in al tarzu because because the kaddish baruch which is the elakecha of Klal Yisrael, is going with you Klal Yisrael lo yarpachov lo yazveka. So it would be more like he's because you're part of Klal Yisrael, he's holding on to you. That's what I would assume. Now, Volba has another piece about, which touches on this idea. Um, um, this is much earlier in the Sefer. So, just the background of, 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 of what's happening in the Sefer is the Sefer really is the goal is to, to present the process of how a person can develop their medias, etc., to work on themselves in different areas, etc. And he presents it with an understanding of how, how, how we function. That's the first Merachah, called Merachah's Adam. Then there's Merachah's Torah, how the, the Torah combines with the person. And then there's Merachah's Amosur. And in Merachah's Amosur, he divides it to Limud Amosur and what he calls Avodah's Amosur. Limud is how to learn Amosur properly and the challenges and the mistakes that people can do with that and how to correct that. Then he talks about Avodah's Amosur, how to actually work on things. And he actually has these actual groups that he worked with you know, on, on different topics. So the topic over here is the topic of machshava, means training ourselves to, to get our minds to be engaged to think, as opposed to just spacing out. You know, like the Mishnah says, um, the Mishnah says in Abbas that a, the, 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 he brings from the Alter from Kelim and says that a person's he's near Belayla, person's up late at night, nobody else is up, or a Mahalchichidi person's traveling by himself. So those are phenomenally opportune times they have used. To think, 
He wastes the time by thinking about you know, wasting time. Here is the Mishchayv Nafsha, like moments, the most precious moments in life when you have a chance that you know, there's nothing bothering you, there's no, no distractions, and then you actively go and get like, make yourself distracted. That's that's a horrible thing. So that's the, the point of the, training ourselves to, to 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 be to have have thought, have have focused thought, etc. Okay, now. I'm going to end up with one thought, which, you know, you need to be a psychical maven to understand this. So we're not such a big maven, but that's okay. Okay. Can't talk for you. Bershom was angry at Bill that he went. He's going. Baspara goes down. And Chazal said Baspara went down to, to, to make a Yeris. To be rochitz from glulei beisavia to be toivol, and our sechos al yado yor hokos lamus lefisha michabo. Al derech hinei al nechi holech lamus beisav. So we find the language of halicha means to die. Hein alchol levadon belibarei k'mo eitzav v'zoy halicha lemisa. So he says there's a there's a walking which is a walking where you're going going by yourself. You're not going with the gadol baruch, and that's a walking. That's the walk of death. That's the walk where the person is. You became a totally physical being. So, what, 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 how are you going to maintain yourself in a world which requires something beyond physical? Because they they told her not to to take to, to save the baby, save Moshe. Uh-huh. You can't walk all by yourself. without your Creator. The Torah is made to accompany you. The Torah he searched Torah is what allows that our lives should be we're, we're always accompanied. The goal is to walk with the Kodesh and it's not so important to me, you know, he's greater, he's, he, he walked in front, he walked in back, he walked with, I, that's not the point, but you're walking with the Kodesh Baruch. Right? Kodesh Baruch is, is, is the, the purpose of Torah, is to create a reality where the human being can feel, feel the Hashkoch in his life. He can be aware of a Kodesh Baruch. A Kodesh Baruch is, 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 a, is a reality to him. So whatever you do, it has to be that a Kodesh Baruch presence is there. Mm-hmm. But it's possible to learn Torah, to think about Torah, and you're not with the Kodesh Baruch How we pronounce the word? Right? Um, used to always say this over. Probably some point in time we'd have to do it inside. Like the um, it says, the Velt has a mistake. The Velt says over that you know that quotes Rabbi Chaim in Shardal and in Nefeshachaim. He talks about that the Shmoa by Torah means the Shem Torah. The Shmoa by Mitzvah means the Shem Baruch. You do it because of the Commander, and the Shmoa by Torah means the Shem Torah. He says because you know you can't be thinking of holy, holy, pious thoughts while you're thinking of how the mega works and the, the guys like this. You know, you're not thinking with the kodesh baruch at that point in time. You're thinking about you know how God of things. So it means the same Torah, but you're trying to get the Torah as, as, as clear as possible. So the Velt has a mistake. They think the pshat is that Torah is a studium. It's a subject. 
Right? There's Talmud 101. We have a Talmud 101 over here. Right? 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 It's, 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 right? So, in conjunction with that, I just I, I want to read you a piece. That, that, uh, this is not meant to be any comment on any, any individual who's here. Um, that my, my father sent me this article years back from Scientific American. I couldn't find that article, but I found a different article about him. There's a fellow named Paul Erdish. Paul Erdish was a, math, a Jewish mathematician, um, probably one of the probably one of the m- most influential, you know, brilliant mathematicians of the 20th century. Um, this fellow loved math. Okay, so this article talks about that um, that. After the last 25 years of, years of his life, the death of his mother, he put in 19 hour days, keeping himself fortified with 10 to 20 milligrams of benzedrine or Ritalin, espresso, and caffeine tablets. A mathematician is a machine for turning coffee into theorems. When friends urged him to slow down, he, he always had the same response there'll be plenty of time to rest in the grave. Okay? He had no structured his life to maximize the amount of time he had for mathematics. He had no wife or children, no job, no hobbies, not even a home to tie him down. He lived out of a shabby suitcase in a drab orange plastic bag from Centrum, Centrum Aruhas, Central Warehouse, a large department store in Budapest. And never any search for good mathematical problems and fresh mathematical talents. Erdish crisscrossed four continents at a frenzied pace, moving from one university or research center to the next. His mother's apprentice was to show up on the doorstep of a fellow mathematician, declare my brain is open, work with his host for a day or two until he was bored or his host is run down, and then move on to <laughs> another home. Right? Yeah, this yeah. is him, right? Yeah, yeah. He said, you know, he, he, he didn't even take care of his own, his own I, money. I know, I read the book. What? I read the book. Read the book, okay? <laughs> right? Um, where is it? Page uh, before. You get the idea. So my Shreer sent this to me one point in time. Um, the only possession that mattered to him were his mathematical notebooks. Right. Um, his money, he didn't take care of his own money. He had a fellow named Graham who used to, would take care of his money for him because he didn't want to be busy with taking care of money. He got money, he would give it away. He gave away most of his money. Gave away most of his money. money because, because he had money, one money for competition. When he said someone had died, Erdish meant that the person had stopped doing mathematics. When he said someone left, the person had died. Like, because what else in their life besides mathematics? <laughs> right? So, the, the, you know, so my Shreer's comment on the top was says, run a deer, wrong train. <laughs> <laughs> Right idea, wrong train. <laughs> you know, you know, right? This is a Hasmada, you know, which you know, you, you know, kill Machaibas Aniyam, you know, Erdish is Machaibas, you know, about Lonim, you know, right? Right? But it's not a leak with the Kurdish Borah who says, Torah isn't, isn't a stuff. Torah is fascinating, mathematics. Torah is fascinating. There's people who learn Torah, Torah is fascinating. They, people who play chess, people who do mathematical problems, people who you know, play Sudoku's or crossword puzzles, because it's fascinating. So you can learn Torah like that also. He says, that's not how you learn Torah. You learn Torah because the much I use for understanding the, the, the drive to, to learn Torah is, is the following muscle. 
imagine in the good old days before they had cell phones and they had texting and they had, you know, right? And a, a, a Kala gets a letter from her cousin. And it, 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 in the way, along the way, it got, you know, it, 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 it rained on a little bit. And some of the words are smudged. And she's reading this letter and she doesn't know exactly what he said. But it's her cousin wrote her a letter. And she's a very smart woman. She's sitting, you know, she can't pick up a phone and call him. She don't know, what did he say? And anyway, also, like, he, he writes, and, you know, and those who write very clearly what he means exactly. And she's sitting there thinking, did he mean this? Did he mean this? And she has to know, because it's a letter from her husband. So, yes, she's driven to know what it means, but it's driven because there's a, it's a message from somebody who's important to her. That's how you learn to her. You don't turn because you enjoy learning Torah. You don't turn because there's this mess. It's a message from somebody that you care about and cares about you, who is the most important being in the world. Has sent you a message. You need to know what it says. So then you're learning Torah with with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. While you're thinking about it, you know you're sitting there. You're, you're not necessarily every moment thinking about. But the goal, the reason why you're driven. So, and where do you see it? You see it in. You know, in, in the quote unquote the simple things. So the Vilna Goins Cloys, there was one condition to join the, the Vilna Goins group of Talmudim, that you should learn Torah Lishma. Now, how do you test if you learn Torah Lishma? Maybe you learn Torah Lishma. How do you test? So the test is very simple. They would come to the Vilna Goins Cloys, and he would give them a pasuk to learn. And I'll come back for you when I'm ready. And you just keep learning the Pasuk till, till then. What's the Pasuk? The first Pasuk of Divrei Yom. It has three words. Adam, Sheis, Enosh. That's the whole Pasuk. There's no alumnus in the Pasuk. There's no fascinating information in the Pasuk. It's three words. Adam, Sheish, Enosh. Okay, so you sit down and you look. Adam, Sheish, Enosh. Adam, Sheish, Enosh. Okay, 30 seconds. Now what? But if it's the Bershom's Torah, and the Bershom, whatever reason, put this in the Torah, and he wants you to know it, it's a Kala reading a letter from her chosen. There's no Kedushim there, there's nothing exciting there, but it's a letter from her chosen. She could read it again and again and again and again and again, because it's dear to her. That's Torah Lishma. That's what our goal is. So this is there's a, there's a possible to have a yeshvikinish alicha levad yeshvikinish itoyis baruch. Machshava mitis of Torah is when it, it's going to be memashesh. It's going to give give a form and a reality. Tomit es kevosi is baruch. It's going to make me closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. To talk about machshava b'Torah, the chayna b'Tayva, abelana b'Yisbaruch. It's possible to have a thought in Torah, which is correct and it's a good shot, but there's no Hakadosh Baruch in it. Says the machshava that we're trying to train you in over here is not just to train yourself to think like Paul Erdish. It's training yourself to think because there's something uh, there's something over here. Now, what, what do she say by uh, Bashar Dalit? You're saying that this it's an itkin studium. Uh, he just wanted to point it out that. that. I mean, that, that's the Pshat in Shardawa. Yeah, I don't think that Rabbi Chaim Velosh remained of the studium. Okay. Now, I have to tell you, 
I can't speak for Paul. I never, I never read the book about Paul Erdish. I never met Paul Erdish. I, I didn't know what he looks like. I wouldn't recognize him if he'd be alive. I'd see him in the street. Right. But I once had the following Ho'ara. Going back to Hanukkah, I guess. I'm almost getting, <laughs> getting my, my young ones mixed up. Right. The Yavonim were driven to understand the world. They were driven. They were driven to under, They wanted to understand. They wanted to know. Because they saw the world was this mystery. There's, there's a message there. There's something of significance there. And they want to know what it was. That's not 100% wrong. They just like, like knocked off the top. Somebody one time gave, gave a marshal. You know, that you have this, the hourglass dropping sand in. Right? And you look at the bottom of the hourglass... And it's fascinating. You see all the sand coming. You see it, right? And you just bop off the top of the hourglass because you never, you, know, you never really want to look at where where it's coming from. But you're fascinated by the bottom pipe of the hourglass, and you're and you're driven to understand the mysteries of the world. But all you see is the bottom of the hourglass. You don't see the bottom part. You don't see the the, the one who's putting the sand in. But it wasn't they were wrong in the sense that they were driven. He was driven to understand. He wanted to understand the world. And his view of understanding the world was through math. It's not, it, wasn't, it wasn't that there was like totally. Uh, it's just like it's, it was uh, wrong train is maybe not the right word. It was, it was it was the right train just never attached to the engine. We we have good them like that. That what? That was just completely. Hey, but, the, but the point is, the did it because they they understood this is a letter from. from right. Yeah. I don't right. Know what to say. Right. Saying, 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 saying the point that. These people were driven is because they recognize there's 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 a message there there's, there's a mystery there there's something which has to be uncovered has to be found that's that's like the first step it's not a bad thing it's just it leads us to the next step but like who cares like, I'm I'm going to unlock the secrets of the universe and and therefore what therefore mankind will now be able to live better come on that's really that's all it's about about it's like it's sad. I, I'm, I'm probing, I'm willing to spend, you know, billions of dollars to send my probe to the, beyond the solar system, be able to unlock the secrets of the universe, to do what with it? So then all those secrets of the universe. Like, because then you'll realize that there's a message of, the, of, the port, of what the universe is supposed to be telling us. And that's what the version wants from us. Okay, so that's the Nakuda of being masked by of The version says, in my part, I'm holding on to you. Your act is to hold on. Don't walk by yourself. Okay. Now, that being said, I want to read you some pieces from Rav Nassim Vachtoigl, the Mashkiach in the Zichlov Rocha in Lakewood. So we're talking about, you know, walking over here, right? Amar Mashkiach, Yelet Kutin, Shemalatim, 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 Okay, when you teach a child how to walk, you hold on to his hands. Malichin, I say, you walk with him. You like create the path through him. Right, the goal is he should take his first step, and then you let go. You let go. The whole thing is just to get him to the point where he walks by himself. It's, it's not good. Right? The whole life, you can be holding on to his hand. 
Hoy Mashkech Madabra Mcholois, Shalom Sarah Lohabin Shabruknius, Zehu Oisadov, it's the same thing. Borchanim Sabishim, Mesiva Taivu, Im Haver Taivu, Im Sibir Golova Shlemet Taivu, Mispalo Taivu, Kolavira Vislavus, Zelo Yosemir Asher Hakona. It's all training the kid how to walk. So you put in Yeshiva, you have a good situation, everything's wonderful to teach you how to walk. But Tachis, he shall him here, Miskazik, Mishalik, Meilov. And you're able to do it yourself. Okay. Okay. So who was able to get to the point to create Well, That's the Rashi. Rashi says he was able to walk on his own. It's an He needed somebody to hold on to him. We want that, huh? Now, so I just made you this, you know, we could have stopped two minutes ago when you were that the main thing is holding on to God's hand. Right? The Mashiach says the main thing is not holding on to God's hand. It's like, you know, so which one is it, you know? Right? So before we finish, let's finish the piece and we'll talk about it. That's why I just give you something, something to think about. Okay. Voice to Sikha Omar. There's millions of Jews that came to America. They fell apart. They came to America. There was no support system. The family wasn't there anymore like they were used to. The shtetl wasn't there. Nothing that they were familiar with was there. There's nothing that gave them the support that they were used to. So what happened? They fell apart because they can't walk by themselves. He passed the Mokam Mikdash. He passed the Mokam Mikdash. He passed the Mokam Mikdash. I passed the Mokam I passed where my, where my, where Avram and Yitzhak Davin. I didn't Davin there. Yoyib died to the matter. He had to go back for Kutzel Derech and the Russian made Kutzel Derech. He was able to jump back. Shalom Chazal. Rashi brings the Chazal. He passed he almost passed by the base of Mikdash, the Mokam of Mikdash. So the Russians say, Yaakov, you know, Yaakov, just stop for a second. Why didn't the Russians stop him? He didn't think about it. The Russians should do it for him. Bir Mashkir. Until Yaakovino, Shazakhobar, the Cholo Asid, this is like the foundation of the, the, the protection of Christ and all the generations of the Golas. Was this a Tacha? Yaakov had to create that himself. They couldn't stop him. They're waiting at Shemaim. They're waiting for him to chop. As soon as he said yes, versus fine, whoa! And he pulled him back, you know, he flew him back. But the snap, he had to take himself. So what's the shot over here? I think the shot over here just is, is, is the... Um, the Pashup shot is, to me, at least to me, that there is a moment when, when a person lets go. That's called the moment of an Isoyan. The Yisrael of an Isoyan is going to be a moment when the person is going to let you walk on your own. The person says, I'm not throwing you away, but you need to learn how to walk on your own. Because that's what's going to give you, right? so you need to then reach out and hold his hand. That's what you need to do. You need to find a Kosh in that moment where he's not, he's not obvious. 
Rabbi Vino has to find the Devar Hashem when right, when it's not, it, 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 it doesn't make sense. He doesn't feel it. Right? Um, one of the one of the, 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 the I think that Sostema said it. Maybe it says it says that we landed on the, by the Kedah. Rabbi sent his hands. He sent his hand. What do you have to send his hand? Right? He says that Rabbi Vino had trained himself that everything he did was 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 called Kuloi Bebek. But Mepshkama says that Rabbi Vino had tapped into the reality of Akhanish Baruch on the Bria. Everything he did, he felt the presence of Akhanish Baruch. Now, the Bershom never told him to Shat Yitzchak. Haleyosha. But he understood to me, he has to Shecht. So here he was, and he had to force his hand, because the hand wasn't going naturally. He got to the point where his natural instinct was to follow the Torah. There was no command over here to do this, but he didn't know that. So he forced his hand to do that. But Yishak, he had to send his hand to be able to take that knife to do it. Okay, now that he sent his hand, Bershom is great. Stop. It means you were able to, even when it didn't seem to make sense, and it didn't seem to be natural, you were going to commit your being to be connected to Kodesh Baruch Hu and do what you, what, what you understood as right. Even though it didn't come, it didn't come easy. That now, I, all of the, what you're, we're, we're, eating, we're eating from that, that, that the, the, the Kato to this day. Right. The moment that he saw him, the Marshman said, okay, fine. You know, you've been walking very nicely. It's been great. I'm going to let go and see whether you fall. And the Malam says the fascinating thing. He says, there's a difference between an Esoyan and a Bechina. There's a Bechina is a, is a testing on what you're ready, what, uh, on prior knowledge. Right? You learned something, and I test you what, how much you learned. Right? So it's there ready. That's a Bechina. And the Esoyan is, is something new. You've never been there before. You have no idea how to deal with this. This is brand new territory. Will you be able to figure out what to do? It's, it, you're all by yourself. You're all on your own. That's when the Nisoyan is. I always tell the Bachim before Bechinus is, I hope it should be Bechinus and not a Nisoyan. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, you know, you, you, you follow my drift. You know, anyway, right? You know, some some Bachim is talking Nisoyan. Tarti Mash. But anyway, but um, so there's that, that the count of the Nisoyan is the Bershom says, okay, each one we have moments in our life. The Bershom says, I want you to be able to. Do it without all of the support, without it being obvious. He's made his minacharakim, not because you did anything wrong. It's because that's what's going to allow you to absorb it and make it yours. Because at some point, the relation has to be the nut. He's holding onto your hand, you're holding onto his hand. That's the chizkovims. But the only way he can do that is by making it seem like he let go. And then you can choose to walk by yourself. You could choose to rip your hand out of his hands. You could choose at this moment. It's like you know what? I'm in America. I don't see Barsham is right. You know all the all the wonderful Lashonas about you know God died on the other side of the, of the Atlantic. You know, and here you know, do we, we got to do? Or it's become an effort because you're going to not not to work on Shabbos because you're going to starve to death. You know that's what people said. Right? We don't understand the Nisoyan. We don't understand what it meant. To, you know, people were thrown into. I said, we don't understand the Nisoyan of the people who lived through the war. Like, what training do you have to be able to have that moment, to have the presence of mind, to think about Kavri Yisrael for your children? I, where do you do that? That's, a, that's an Nisoyan. That's not a, it's not a that, you know, but it, it was a training of a lifetime to learn to connect to Kaddish Baruch even when he's not obvious. Feel his presence even when it's not obvious. 
you're holding on, so you feel him. But you've got to do it. So there has to be moments for training for that. And there has to be moments where we, you know, we, we worked on ourselves and we created that. And Rukiba says, Koyomai, I was waiting for this moment. I've, I've trained myself my whole life to be able to deal with that moment of giving myself to Kodesh Baruch when, it, when, it, when it's not easy. I mean, that's how the Talmud asked him, how can you do it? So he says, because I've been training the whole time. That's what you think? Right. So, but the training, what is the, the training is to see a Kodesh Baruch at that moment when it's not so obvious. He's all the basis of the Everybody looks and says, I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel the Shekinah right now because I'm doing something which I don't, doesn't make any sense. But that's what Russian told me to do. Do it. That was the Kiddush of Avraham Avinu. Okay.